Blog Talk Radio. Hey, happy Casual Friday, everybody. This is Annette Bingham and Tasha Humphreys with Girl Power Half Hour. And this is our Q&A time where we like to get questions and we discuss different things. So continue sending in your questions to us. You can message them. You can post them on Facebook page. Just whatever you want to do. And remind you, Girl Power Half Hour on Facebook. Share our page. Like it. We're still not to 200, Tasha. What's going on? I know. I don't know. I don't know why we've slowed down. As soon as we offer some sort of little bonus for everyone, everybody stops. Uh, we so need the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to give you all anything. No. Really, we will. <laughs> we will. If we get up to 200, then we'll have a contest and somebody will win a prize. So, uh, yes, we're really excited about that. Share our page. Encourage people to like our page, men and women alike, because we've got yes. lots of guys on our page, too, which is Yeah, nice. and we're going to have, we are going to have men on our show as well, and, that, and so that's something that we need to let you all know that we, we've had a lot of women, um, amazing women that have been guests on our show mm-hmm. and will continue to be. But we've we have some um amazing men too that are that are going to be speaking on our show. So please share it with everyone and anyone and this is by no means a sexist show. Um, you know, we we definitely are both feminist, uh, but feminism is about equality for both sexes. So uh please, by all means, share our page with anyone. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this is Q and A. So I hear Tasha that you you have somebody that had a question. I do. Um, it is an anonymous listener, and what I mean by that is that they did write in to me personally, but they did request that I keep their name anonymous. So of course we will always honor that. If anyone out there ever has a question for us but does not want us to address their name, um, we can certainly keep that anonymous for you. Um, or they can make up a fun name. Of course, you can always give yourself a stage name. <laughs> Very few times in life you get the opportunity to have a stage name, and this is one of them. That's true. Um, <laughs> I do think this is a great question, and let me tell you why before I even ask it. I personally struggle with this specific question myself, and um, you'll find that when you ask us questions on this show, many times uh, it may be a question that either Annette or I or both of us struggle with too. So we're not always going to have the answers necessarily, but we'll certainly discuss the possibilities. Um, I don't know, Annette, if you have the answer to this, but I know I certainly do not because this would be a question I would ask. Um, I struggle with this one and half for a long time. Let me say that the premise of this question I know came from something I posted on my personal Facebook page. Um, in other words, when the person wrote to me, uh, they wrote this question and asked about it in reference to this specific post and then asked me, um, you know, to be anonymous if I used it on the show. And I posted something by uh, David Harrison Levi. I'm assuming that's how you say his name. And I actually shared it from a friend of mine. And he wrote, when we find it in our hearts to forgive, it's not saying that the person what the person did was okay. It's saying that I'm not going to carry the anger, bitterness, disappointment, or resentment any further. Forgiveness eliminates the negative thoughts that dwell in our head and 
the unnecessary emotions which create the negative climate in our lives. When you learn to forgive others for their wrongs and oftentimes misunderstandings, you no longer have reasons to be emotional and carry with it the heavy burden of anger and resentment towards those who hurt you, and you start to move on. Bitterness creates the unhealthy environment for our own health and well-being. It takes time, a great deal of energy, anxiety, and stress, fear, and worry to hate others. Think about it. Your life is worth so much more. I love that. I do, too. And it was something I really needed to hear last night, and I shared it, and this um, listener wrote in and asked, point blank, how do you forgive? That is such a great question. And I think there's a lot of, I think it's a lot of misunderstanding on what forgiveness is. I run into this. Uh, I was raised in the church, um, Me too. Baptist Church, Southern Baptist. Right. Um, Me too. Forgiveness was a big topic. And right. forgiveness, the way I was taught within the church, was forgive and forget. Right, exactly. Um, I never could wrap my head around that. And I, too, struggle with this with, with some people still, you know, I have a difficult time with. But let's, okay, let's talk about what forgiveness isn't. Okay. Okay. Forgiveness is not about forgetting. Good. It's not a yeah. <laughs> no. It's not about allowing. It's not about excusing. It's not about minimizing what you went through or even the abuser. You're not excusing the abuser. Um forgiveness It doesn't mean that you have to have reconciliation with a person. You don't even have to talk to the person that you need to forgive. Okay? Right. You don't have to have that connection with them anymore. Forgiveness cannot be forced. And there's a really good, and I believe it was Thich Nhat Hanh who said this, but he said forgiveness, it seems, cannot be forced. When we're brave enough to open our hearts to ourselves, forgiveness will emerge. And I like that. Yeah, we'll explain, uh, you know, I'll explain a little bit more about that. Um, And one of the things that people need to know is forgiveness is not quick. That is the truth. Definitely is not. It is not quick. So now that we really kind of have an idea of what forgiveness is not, um, let's you know, forgiveness is really um, a part of your healing, not the person that you need to forgive, but it's your healing. Forgiveness, what happens if you don't have forgiveness for someone or even yourself, it affects you on all levels of your being, your physical, your mental, emotional, spiritual. Okay? Right. Every bit of you is affected by that. And that is, that's tough, (laughs) you know, to hear. Because you don't want to hear that an emotion that you're holding is actually doing more harm to you than anything else. Forgiveness is also freedom from feeling like a victim. I like that. I found that one. Freedom is 
freedom from feeling like a victim. And it's a shift in your perception. Um, what you're needing to do, and what I mean by that is, is you make a conscious choice to see things as they are. They are what they are. The past is the past. Um, you And you also have to change your perception on, this is a huge one, you have to change your perception on how you see others, the abuser, okay? And I'm saying abuser, it may be, it's not really abuse, but I'm, I, I want to go to that level because that's really a tough one um, right. when we have, you know, abuse in our life. But it's it's seeing things as they are in your life, and you you're seeing the ones that you need to forgive as acting out of their own woundedness. And I think I've talked about this before. Um, my father was my abuser for a while, and I lived my life up until I was early fifties without really calling it what it was. Right. And when I finally called it what it was, abuse, I had then, I had to sit with those emotions. How did I feel about that? How did I feel about myself during that time, you know, and, and afterwards? You know, I, I thought I allowed it, you know, so I was just as much at fault. Mm-hmm. So I had to find that place within myself to say, and I had to bring up those emotions in order to say, okay, I am not going to allow that to have unforgiveness for myself. I forgave myself. And then during a meditation, a very I was meditating on that relationship with my dad because he was dying. And... I needed some closure before he died. I knew it wouldn't do any good to talk to him about it because there would be no, you know, he would never admit to anything. But I needed that closure for myself. And so during a meditation, I saw him as that little boy who was hurt and abused himself. I saw his sadness. I saw his just feeling lost. And then I I kind of watched him growing up with the same wounds all his life, just like I had. But I became aware of my wounds. He never became aware of his. So when we become aware of our wounds that's when we can start working on that change of the of perception. And Annette, let me ask you this, because this is where I struggle, and so I just want to, I want to ask this from a personal perspective. Um, you know, when you talk about seeing your, because you have talked about that in the past, and, and um, that has helped me as well in dealing with a few people that I, you know, I've been at least certainly one that was abusive and another that mm-hmm. I think maybe, you know, I've certainly struggled with some emotional abuse, emotional abuse which is just as bad as any other, but... Um, oh, yeah. 
I I know that I can envision, you know, someone in their pain. Here's where mm-hmm. I get caught up. And so I, okay. I, I want you to explain this. I already know what you're going to say, but I want you to explain this <laughs> to everyone else because this is where I struggle and I constantly have to remind myself, and I think I've had you remind me before as well. Um, when you envision them as this child that's gone through, you know, these abuses of their own and the pain that they've suffered, the wounds that have been inflicted upon them, you are not excusing what they're doing because of what's happened to them because you and I both have been through those things and we do not treat people right. that way. And so right. you're not excusing it. What you're doing is just giving yourself a way to see them so that you're not holding on to resentment and hatred because it is not about you, it is about them, correct? It is about, that part is about them. And then the part, oh. that, that is correct. Your part is once you become aware of their woundedness, right. and you're not excusing any of that at right. all. You're not minimizing whatever went, you're not forgetting about it. Right. But once you become aware of it and begin seeing them in their woundedness, then you can then start changing your perception of saying it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's such a strong statement because mm-hmm. that says, I don't have... I can't change that part. But what I do have power over changing is how I feel and deal with it. And that's where the power comes in. And that's where the forgiveness comes. And and changing your your perception, shifting that perception, Uh is, is really understanding that we need to forgive ourselves first. Right. Because, you know, there are things we need to sit there in meditation and say, you know, I know that I have hurt. I know that I have uh, harmed others, either knowingly or unknowingly. I've betrayed them. I've abandoned them. I've caused them pain. And now I want their forgiveness even though you're not standing in front of them, right. asking for their forgiveness allows you then to reach in and say, you know what, I was wounded. I was responding out of my woundedness, just like everybody else does. Right. And and when we can, it's about compassion. It's about being aware and it's about compassion. And True. That's very true. Forgiving yeah, forgiving ourselves is so important. And then becoming mindful of that hurt, acknowledging it with an open heart. And that's really tough. Because what we want to do normally, we get this feeling of, oh my God, I hate this feeling. You know, I'm I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm, you know, hurting. You want to push it away. But what we really should be doing is inviting it into our heart. Right. So that we can breathe it in. There's a great meditation. It's um, 
called Tonglen Meditation. It's a compassion meditation. And it's really, really simple, and I love to do it sometimes with, or maybe even do an audio and post it. But it's breathing in these emotions and this hurt and this pain and these people that have done you wrong and hurt you and, you know, abused you, breathing that into your heart, visualizing it into your heart, watching your heart expand, and then breathing out compassion and love, not necessarily to them, but to whatever's out there, you know, just to make things better around you. And you can do that with, with yourself, all the things that you've done to yourself that you want to forgive yourself for and be compassionate towards yourself and then breathe out, you know, that compassion, breathe in that hurt, hold it in your heart, let the heart do the work. And it's a very, very powerful type of meditation because the heart is such a healing tool. You know, the heart is where it's at. I mean, that is, that is where all the healing takes place. Uh, it doesn't take place in our mind. You know, um, it takes place in our heart. And we have to, to to get those pains there instead of pushing them away, inviting them in, thanking them for, wow, you showed me this, you showed me that. When When I was married, I was married for 15 years, <clears throat> was not a good... Uh, marriage was not a good relationship, um, and I left. There was no love loss because I had no love anymore, but I had a lot of, um, oh, just did not like this man at all. Couldn't say that I hated him, but I really hurt from the things that he had done and said. And the more I sat with it, and I'm so glad I, I was beginning to learn things like this early on, I was able to look back and as I was working with my heart in this whole situation, I was able to say, you know what? It is what it is. I learned how to stand up in front of people and talk, which I would have never done before because I was kind of forced into it. Right. I learned how strong I was because I was able to walk away with three kids, no job, (laughs) you know, nothing, basically. And I, I learned all these things from being in that relationship and from going inside and allowing that hurt into the heart then I was able to say it is what it is, but look what I learned. Right. Look what I experienced. And we're here to experience these things. That's Exactly. You know, that's why we, you know, we get it. We, we go through these experiences because that's what life is about. Well, and but, I like that you say that because the other thing that I've struggled with with regard to forgiveness, and again, it, it comes from the exact same place, my struggle comes from the exact same place that yours is rooted or was rooted in, 
is that I was raised in Southern Baptist Church, and their I don't even know that it's their perception, and, and I'm generalizing when I say they, um, but my particular church and the way that they presented forgiveness was in forgive and forget as if it never happened, and in my mind, that's denial. And right. denial, to me, actually stunts growth. It isn't healthy, and it is something that prevents people from realizing their own pain and advocating for themselves and Absolutely. moving forward in their lives and, and, you know, at least setting boundaries with, if not cutting out toxic people in in their lives. And, you know, I, I had read this this uh, person's post. He went on to say something that I thought was very powerful, and you've touched on it a bit here, and I want to reiterate it because it is the second part of my struggle. He said, forgiveness is certainly not easy to come by, but it becomes simple when we know how to achieve it. Starting to forgive those people who have hurt us while leaving bitterness, guilt, or resentment behind involves a change from within oneself that is reflected in our attitude towards others. It is similar to a grieving process, which we must all undergo in order to get through the process. We may seek the help of a good friend or family member to help us in seeing the situation from a whole new and refreshed perspective. Making peace within oneself or others does not mean forgetting, but rather remembering without pain it's the greater mm-hmm. challenge, and the ultimate gift is peace. And here's another part that I love, and again, this is the part, my second part of my struggle. Each and every day, welcome your true and real emotions, like you just said. If there is mm-hmm. sadness, cry. If there is anger cry. and resentment, acknowledge it and accept it and accept a slow and gradual change. And that's the thing is, you know, Many of and you and I have talked about this before in personal conversations and on past shows about the mamby pamby hippie love and the idea yeah. that you that you're mamby pamby you know, hippie dippy love. <laughs> you gotta get it right, and, and that you're just that you're just supposed to smile and namaste everyone to death. And honestly, you know that isn't healthy in my mind either, uh, because in my opinion. You are going to get angry. You are going to have resentment. You are going to have those feelings. And I don't believe talking about forgiveness is telling people to feel bad when they feel anger or resentment. It is to basically help them see that there is a process that needs to be carried through in which they accept and welcome the feelings of anger and resentment and sadness and realize that they are what they are and then start to try to change their perception of the person. And that does not mean that you forget what they've done. That does not mean that you continue to subject yourself to them and their abuse, but that you start to see them differently so that when you do move on, you don't hang on to the bitterness or resentment and the anger and keep yourself stuck. With with forgiveness, it's just like with everything else, it's a process, and we go through the process a lot in our lives because we get hurt a lot and we have resentment a lot and we, you know go through all this, but what what I'm finding and from reading other people's stuff who have really been doing this for like 40, 50 years, you know, um, or a lifetime, it does get easier as you learn what the process is because you can, instead of wallowing in that hurt, where it just acknowledging it and we're doing something we're not just allowing that hurt to take over we're acknowledging it and we're we're moving 
with it. We're not being stagnant just like a pig in a mud hole, right. wallowing around in all that hurt and unforgiveness. We feel it, we acknowledge it, and then we do something about it. Right. And when I say do something about it, I'm talking about um, really listening and feeling what you're hurting from and going through a process of, of seeing that person working energetically with that person that you have to that you feel like you need to forgive because it's hurting you. It's about you. You want to be healthy. And you can't be healthy if you're holding on to all this unforgiveness. It can't happen. You cannot right. be healthy in any way, shape or form if you're holding on to all this forgiveness. Uh, unforgiveness. And so what you're doing is you're acknowledging that hurt, like you said, and you begin then to change your perception. And you finally reach a space where you're willing to let go of the history. And that's where the forgiveness comes in because then you're willing to let go of that history. You're not forgetting it. You're not excusing it. You're not minimizing it. Right. You're just saying, hey, you know, I don't want this bothering my life anymore. I'm going to forgive this person. I'm going to forgive the acts that they did. And I'm going to move on. That doesn't mean you have to have, you know, relationships with the person. You don't have to contact the person. It's not about, you know, even if you, you don't have to write a letter to the person. You can write a letter to the person but then burn it. Right. Or tear it up. Yeah. It's a matter of just getting it out there and expressing it, feeling it, taking it into your heart and saying, okay, I want to reach that space where I'm willing to let it go so that it's not um, holding me back in my growth. So... It, it's really becoming more aware. Change happens when we become aware because then we're we're able to, you know, I hate to use the word fix, but we're able to change something once we're aware of it. And, and so, okay, then is it then would it be, you know, you and I have discussed my grandmother before. I've discussed discussed her on the show as being my main mm-hmm. abuser, and and right. in that sense, you know that my struggle, um, even through my own personal counseling, um, my struggle was always with her because even though my mother was the addict and was obviously absent from my life, um, and my grandfather obviously you know contributed to that by being absent as well. Um, my father was certainly absent, but the person that I was most angry with and resentful of was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I suffered the most abuse from her, um, you know, psychological, emotional, uh, verbal, physical, all the above. And I, it obviously, like as always, the psychological, emotional stuff was the most damaging and because it just sticks with you. Um, I really struggled with forgiving her and I don't I don't know that I ever really forgave her. I mean going through counseling I certainly gained some compassion for her. Right. Um and I was able to 
not hate her anymore the way I used to because I Mm -hmm. used to hate her. I mean, with the white-hot passion of a thousand suns, I hated her. But I let that go, but I don't think I really forgave her. And I'm not sure that I'm through because, like you said, it's a process, and so it takes time. I'm not sure that I'm to the acceptance part of forgiveness yet, but I did recently realize through dealing with someone else who's very close to me that is deeply depressed, clinically depressed, I did realize through interactions with him, my grandmother was clinically depressed for years and years, long before I ever even came along. And her actions, her abuse was a result of that. It doesn't excuse it. But it did take the weight off it being intentional because I then realized it wasn't intentional. It was not excusable, but it was not intentional, and I was able to get closer to fully forgiving her. We've only got about a minute left, but you're right. And sometimes forgiveness is about taking away those layers, and it's layer after layer after layer. And there finally comes a point where you you peel away all those layers and then you're okay. You know, you can move on from there. But uh, this has been a great topic, and I think we need to talk about this more. I Um, agree. I think (laughs) because we all struggle (laughs) with it, let's face it. We all struggle with it. But um, we will, we're excited to be back and well and and all that. So. We'll be, yes, we will be back on Monday then with Mindfulness Monday, and, and we may even talk a little bit more about forgiveness. I don't know exactly what we're going to do yet, but we will, <laughs> yeah, we will see you all on Monday. Bye-bye.